there, Mark. Hey, Johnny. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How about yourself? Well, apparently, Johnny, I, I'm not so good, buddy. No? Yeah, I had a job all lined up. I was going to get a new job. Tell me about it. I'm going to be a substitute Japanese teacher at a high school here in town. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until during my uh, interview, I had to teach a class. Okay. Just like basic introduction. And um, so when you say good morning to somebody, you would say something effective, Ohio gozaimasu, or genki desu gozaimasu. Well, right? I, w- I would say good morning, but yes. Well, yeah, but this is Japanese, not German. Yes. Wrong axis, buddy. <laughs> you would say gozaimasu. I would, I would say, say Guten Morgen. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. For all intents and purposes, Gozaimasu, okay? And so then I, 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 um, so not to like tell tales out of school here, wink, 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 but the the teacher got, or the principal got real wet red when I said the word Genki. Wet red. Sorry. It's fine. The teacher got real red when I said the word Genki desu Gozaimasu, which I learned means, do you have energy today? Okay. Apparently Genki is a squid fetish where you stuff it up inside of you. Whoa. But the principal was privy to that. Ooh. So long story short, I'm going to be a substitute Japanese teacher here in about a month. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome. Bienvenidos al Dango Podcast. This is the weekly King of the Hill podcast where yo, Mark y mis amigo. And me llamo Johnny. Tenemos dos episodios de la King of the Hill. Y, uh, hablar con, I don't know how to say discuss in Spanish. And we talk about them, and we rate and review them. We talk about the good parts, the, the bueno y la malo, uh, and the alto y la bajo. Y, uh, slap it with our patented rating system. And Johnny, listeners, I don't know if you guys read the titles card for this one, but I am so horned up. I have been talking about this episode since, what, episode two? I think since our first season for sure, but yet may even have been episode two. When I when I think when we were like breaking down our rating system, like it's a blue flame of valor, it's a perfect episode, it's Lupe's revenge, Johnny. Hey. We're talking about Lupe's revenge. It's episode one oh seven, Lupe's revenge. Original air date December twelfth, two thousand and one. We are now what is that? Eight months and twenty nine days out from nine eleven. Nope, we're three months past, Mark. But okay. Wait, what did you say? Oh one. Yep. December okay, December twelfth of oh one. Oh fuck no! Last week. Oh no! Bobby Run was still two thousand one. Uh, yep. I fucked that up. Listeners, our recording's a little off here. Anyway, nine <laughs> eleven happened. How do y'all feel? Ha! <laughs> uh, uh, glossing over that. Uh, do you guys still remember? Was this a weird Christmas for you guys? Did you enjoy Alan Jackson's drive when you got in your fucking stocking? Johnny, let's get into it, buddy. Yeah, so we have a writer for this. Uh, he's a new one, I believe, to our uh, our fair show, Mark. Okay. One, Dean Young. Dean Young. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to look him up on the wiki here and see if it shows us anything else here. Uh, the only other credit on here is Dangle Love. The Boomhauer and his... Brother episode. Patch. Boomhauer and Patch, right? Yeah, okay. I think, so. I think so, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, cast of characters for Lupe's Revenge. Um, I had to add a couple in here because the wiki sucks real bad. Listeners, take a drink. It. We're already here. Yep. Uh, so Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Bill Dale, Boomhauer, Dooley, Chairman Geiger, unnamed bus driver, Officer Jane Cooper, Lupe, Mr. Ortiz, and the Mexican judge, Mark. We've got some uh, some VO celebrities here. We have some celebrity celebrities here, but we've got some VO celebrities here, too. We have Who do you a... want to talk about first? Oh, God. Uh, do the cop first. Who's the cop? So, Officer Jane Cooper. Guys, this is quite possibly the best best rendition of a Stephen King villain. Yes, fuck you, Jack Nicholson. She's better than you. Than in any <laughs> Stephen King adaptation. Ever. This is one Kathy fucking Bates. You go... 
Go, go, young blood, rage. Go on, have fun. I, I, I'm not gonna rage. Not I rage. Whatever the whatever a <laughs> positive rage is. I, I need gush. Whatever, gush about whatever gush is. It. Yeah, gush uh, about. I it. don't want you all to think I don't like The Shining. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. But as far as Stephen King properties go, that movie does not really hold a fucking candle to Misery with Kathy Bates, and it isn't nearly as fucking scary. Because goddamn, is she fan fucking tastic, guys? She is Adam Sandler's beloved mama. She has made her way to the the paper factory office works of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Kathy Bates is pure oh, fucking shit. genius. This woman is to be guarded on the level of fucking Betty White. Like, she really fucking should be. She is the sweetest Southern woman in the entire world, and she will scare the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's Officer Jane uh, Jane Cooper, and she is totally a fucking sexual assaulter in this episode. Yeah, we have a very special episode, without even jumping the gun here, because I know we haven't gotten a plot yet, but it's a very special episode where Hank gets sexually assaulted. We see him about every two seasons now. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then our VO. V- voice actor. Um, so the one that really, really stands out to me is who, Johnny? Uh, he is Mr. Ortiz. He's Peggy's judge from the end of the episode. Or give Peggy's us that name attorney. that's impossible Excuse to me. say, though. Uh, it is Carlos Alzaraki. Yes. I speak Peggy Hillish Spanish, and his name is hard for me to say. Yep, I'm assuming that's what it is. Carlos, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Well, at least you got Carlos right. That's half the battle. Um, but listeners, if you're like us and we know you are, you grew up watching Nickelodeon shit, you heard this man's voice. He was Mr. Crocker in Fairly Odd Parents. He was in SpongeBob. He was in SpongeBob. He was in several episodes of Hey Arnold. But the one that stands out to me, maybe my favorite cartoon of all time, he played Rocco in Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Which is, okay. Can I just be weird for a second? Yeah. We get horned up about Toby Huss a saying a uh, Laotian man. Yep. But nobody cares about this cat a saying an Australian wallaby. Nope. Just saying, just saying. I love it. I don't even care. Yeah. I love it. I, this dude is amazing. Like, he's also in um, Family Guy. A lot of you guys would know him from early Family, family yeah. Guy as Mr. Weed. Mr. Weed, Peter's effeminate boss at the toy factory, yeah. Um, he's in some episodes of American Dad. If you've watched animation in the last 30 years, and we're assuming you have, otherwise what the fuck are you doing here? You've heard this man's voice. Shout out to you, sir. Blue Flame of Valor to you. You are amazing. Anyway, Johnny. Talk about that plot, buddy. That's rock and roll, buddy. Uh, synopsis: Peggy takes the middle school Spanish clubs to Me- Spanish club to Mexico and brings back more than just memories. <laughs> I told you I was funny, and this is why I laughed when you were right here with me writing it. I watched you laugh at your own joke. Yeah. <laughs> Now I have the context. It's great. Oh, also, totally glossed over the fact. Once again, we got Johnny live in the high hammock think hole. Yes. Yes. Also, there's still a baseball game going on outside my window, guys, so you might hear kids playing baseball. Sorry. We're going to see if, uh, if if you guys can piece together which is the last one that we recorded with a baseball game and this one, because here's a spoiler. They're out of sequence. Um, <laughs> Much like King of the Hill, Johnny and I fucked up and released out of sequence. Yeah, our uh, our timeline is, is bizarre. No, really, uh, you and I had to re-record an episode, so yeah. it's okay. It's all right. Uh, so A-Store characters, Mark, Peggy, and Bobby... B-story characters, Hank, Jane Cooper, it all kind of comes together in the end. But I want to say that Hank and, and Jane are very, they're a very separate story. Very separate. Until the end. Hank is his own story. I don't know. Hank, okay. Cooper is a sub one where... It's Not until weird. the very end. They have to hook it in at the end. They do, but like, it's weird where she's like... Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just call it his definite... 
A and B plots, yeah. Okay. We'll just do that. It's easier yeah. that way. Well, uh, you want to start? You want me to start? Notes. Take her away, because I got a fucking truckload. Wonderful. Tien un libro que grande. Uh, so first one in here. This is full-blown up her own ass Peggy. Yes, it is. This is very confident, very much like in, in primetime real estate brain damage Peggy. Do you think it's brain damage, or do you think she just thinks she speaks better Spanish than she speaks? I think it's brain damage, because she actually spoke better. I think she spoke better Spanish before she fell out of a fucking plane. Okay. And so the she's still there. region of her brain was affected? It may have been. Um, but, God, she is obnoxious. If, if you guys have somebody that you're like, I am not sure if... Um, um, person X, person Y is going to enjoy King of the Hill because of Peggy, do not show her this episode. Do not show them this episode. Disagree. I'd say show them this episode over like Bill of Sales. But she's so full of herself. Yeah, she is, but it's perfect Peggy. I guess, I I guess if you're going to, like you don't get it really any higher than this. Dude, this is Super Saiyan 3 Peggy. We have seen Peggy training. We have seen Peggy falling out of that plane. Getting that, the cruel tutelage of Ramsey, like, yeah. I guess, I mean, there is no higher to go than really this point in this series. Exactly. She doesn't get any worse than this. Any harder to watch than this, really. Disagree there too. We'll get there when we get there, but. Okay. Um... Next note, Kathy fucking Bates, man. Kathy fucking Bates, man. She's used well. It's it's very interesting. Uh, halfway through this episode, Mark, we watched it together. You turned to me and you said, "Is that really Kathy Bates?" You, after listening listening to her for the rest of the episode, could you tell it was her? I don't know. I don't know what I've seen Kathy Bates in. Cause here's some true talk. I I've never seen Misery. Oh. oh, dude, I've seen that hobble scene enough times on like, and I just don't need to watch it. But I just. I, um, what, about Schmidt, she's in that, as good as it gets, she's in that, I think. Maybe. I think it is. Might be. Because don't you see her topless in the hot tub? <laughs> I haven't watched that in a long time, but I'm going to rewatch it if that's the It case. also might be I'm drawing on a Family Guy cutaway gag, because, again, I haven't seen this shit. Um, and honestly, I haven't seen The Waterboy all the way through. Ugh. I've seen bits, I just, it's one of those things. I, I'm not hating against Kathy Bates, I like sure. Kathy Bates, Shader, but... Um, I will come out and admit that I have seen a criminal shortage of her work. Well, we're going to fix that. We will remedy that before I leave, buddy. It'll be good. I don't want to get high and watch Misery. I don't think no, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> no, that's not that's not the movie to watch. Um, the one we're going to watch is, is Beavis and Butthead. It's great. Um, is she in that? No. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. You had me going. No, I, you... I meant for movies watching. Oh, you could have said anything. I'd be like, oh, we'll check that out. Then yeah. you could have been like, yeah, that's Kathy Bates. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Did you know Kathy Bates is Linda Belcher? Well, fuck me running. Is she really? <laughs> anyway. Uh, next note here. Peggy is very brain damaged in this. And I'm picking up on it with one very specific line. I know that Peggy gets... She gets in these manic states, right? She's been doing it before she got into her crash. But it is more apparent afterwards. And here is my quote here. Hank, ram your truck into that police officer's car and get into a high-speed chase. Yes, you are manic, and yes, it's hilarious, but unless you've got some something wrong with you, you are not being serious about it. Okay. I love it. Okay. Um, Jane Cooper assaults Hank's fake hiney, because it is his fake hiney at this point. I have a note about that, yeah. Do you? 
I well no probably the same thing you're talking about. Go ahead, expound. Yeah. Well, no, that's just it. Like uh, at the very end, she says, "I've got to frisk you." Yeah. And she makes it a point to grab his ass like three separate times. But we all know that Hank has no ass. We just went through the, the trials and tribulations. We've just of DGS. seen Hank having no ass. Yep. So the very clear full ass that you see in that she's just grabbing fakies, man. She's grabbing his fake hiney. Yarp. Enjoying that saline. Yarp. Um, the only, uh, I don't have any other notes. The only other one I have here is uh, the judge, the voice actor for the judge is Castulo Guerra. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark, you looked him up a little bit. He said he does a lot of live action stuff as, uh, as a guy from Mexico. Okay, literally, I don't know what this dude looks like outside of his like headshot from IMDb. But no, if you've seen a Mexican guy in something, it's probably this dude. Mm. It seems like. And it's not Danny Trejo or Vin Diesel. Okay. Yeah. But those are my notes. Uh, let's bust on through yours, buddy, before we get too, uh, too long-winded with ourselves. Pero primero, a los agua. Ah, que mejor, no? Uh, number one. Also, listeners, let me get real shitty with my fake Spanish this episode, so get over it. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, I might have committed uh, check fraud in Mexico, like, literally as of today. And I know I'd, like, bitch around about, like, my workplace and shit, but I may or may not have, like, fraudulently helped facilitate the sending of money. Anyway... Um, number one, Johnny, this is a special episode where Hank gets molested. We already talked about that. Also, a few weeks ago with, um, and you gotta help me out here. What was the one that was supposed to be really good? Oh, um, Peggy Makes the Big Leagues. We talked about the, um, the Avengers of Writing Staff. Yeah. Goddamn, if we don't have the Avengers of Writing Staff back this week. Yeah. Garland Test is producing, um, Altshuler and Krinsky are producing... There's a lot of old, old hats here that know the, know the material. They know, like essentially what king of the hill is and what it has evolved into like yeah yeah yeah. you got a lot of people that are are very very knowledgeable about what this show is and what it needs to represent but so much so that this episode almost makes me want to retroactively go back and change my peggy makes the big leagues episode and denote it or like demote it even further because this is how (laughs) you do this shit kids not fucking peggy makes the big leagues get fucked um um Guys, we are horned up today. I am I am so horned up. German and Spanish in a middle school. Holy shit. Next. I'm not even I just that's Can impressive. Can I interject for half a second? Bitta, baby. The <laughs> Danke. The um so the middle school I went to was I it was brand new. Mm-hmm. Like I went there the second year it was open. It was a big deal. It was a K through eight. It was like the first one in our district. All this sort of shit. Great, brand new, beautiful, big building. And they did not offer Spanish and German, but they did offer two languages. You could do Spanish and French. Mm. So I just wanted to point that out there. It's not unheard of that a middle school has more than Spanish. Granted, I am a little worried that they're teaching German in Texas, but maybe yeah. it was just like that's the guy they could find. German's an international language. No, it's very It is. Important. It's just not on the same level as French because French is like the third most spoken language in the world, I think, next to um, Spanish and English. Hang on a second. I know it's up there. And I know Chinese is up there as well. I just don't even remember. Um, I'm trying to think, though. There's Languages are so strange. You would think that there's more applicable things for, for German and that they they have been in and around because they've been involved in a lot of like different different like <laughs> different political uprisings and like they've had a very large presence in the last maybe 100 years or so <laughs> thanks a lot for dropping my beer mark I'll drink piece that of one. shit 
Is that the um, pills? Yeah. Guys, I'm watching Mark Deep Throat a beer, and it's fan-fucking-tastic. Also, this is not a trilingual podcast, because I just fucking signed to Johnny. Yeah, it is. Technically trilingual. <laughs> I think German's an important language to know. It's, it is. No, especially if you're, like, American. It's kind of like a foundation. Like, There's a lot of German immigrants that came to America. Oh, I just mean, like, English as, like, a language. It's got a lot of Proto-Germanic shit. Like, it's that and Latin and yeah. some Greek shit. Like... No, I, I would say that German is appropriate. I had a buddy in high school. He moved to um, Kentucky. I'm sorry, Kentucky. And he started taking German there. Like, it's a thing. Yeah? I'm bringing you a German beer that says Prost right now. Prost, so, yeah. which is cheers in German. Wow, we are fucking multicultural today. I'm proud of us. Hell yes, we are. Um. Anyway. Hey, we're going to take the Flugzug all the way to uh, uh, Berlin and have... Das Wurst. Haben Sie Wurst? Haben Sie Haben Wurst? Ja, Wurst, Schatzi. Ja. Okay. I, I Listeners, look. just We're just happy. We're just... We're in a good mood, and we haven't been like in this good of a mood on this podcast in a... Like, fuck, it feels like two months. It's been a goddamn minute. I have been so upset lately. Not since, like, the last time Johnny was in town... And we did, like, Yankee Hanky. And that was, for Johnny and I, that was months ago. And now, like, well, a month ago. Like, it's been a long month. We'll say that, guys. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Uh, you were talking about German, I'm sorry. No, I was no, talking no, about German. I was talking about German. Yeah, you're on your notes, bud. Yeah, I'm on my notes. I dropped a fucking beer. What's going on? Prost. Prost. Uh, what is it in fucking Spanish? Jesus Christ. Uh, Salud. 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 There it is. That's why you got a new beer, because yours is empty. Um, Almost. Pert near. So, okay, in, uh, go back in time now, John. Okay. Little Horrors of Shop. I talked about how gassed Bobby was to have Hank as a teacher. Yeah. How he supported everything he did, but we didn't over... Unconditionally. Unconditionally. We didn't overuse Bobby, hype, and Hank. He... Bobby was Hank's hype man if he believed in Hank, right? Yeah. In this one, Peggy has to instruct Bobby to be her hype man. And yet he still knocks it out of the fucking park. I will give Bobby that. Oh, yeah, because Bobby's the consummate showman. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Now, you're right. It's an interesting juxtaposition. Peggy has to ask him. Yeah. And just say, hey, here's your lines. Here's what you need to say. She gives him lines. That's... Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, he was excited for Hank in shop. There was, it's very genuine. Yeah. I thank you for bringing that up because I, it just, it drives it home just how much more I hear a lot of people when they talk about this show, about the disconnect between Hank and Bobby. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this show is because more than anything else, that is one of the best things that you can do is show the growth between the two of them. And this show does it better than almost any other out there because you started out and you've got Bobby using his dad's uh, uh, golf clubs to hit dog shit and Mm -hmm. playing his guitar with cheese. And by the end of it, fucking spoilers, guys, um, Hank and Bobby are grilling together. They're having their fucking moment. They are becoming best friends. Yeah. Like it is an absolute like caterpillar to fucking butterfly metamorphosis. Yeah. God, do I fucking love that. But, I, mean, I don't even have a bad relationship with my dad, and I fucking love that. But you know, too, we see a lot more of Hank and Bobby loving each other than we see Bobby and Peggy. Yes. 
Peggy accepts Bobby as he is. Hank has to, like, begrudgingly grow to love his boy. Yes. But he's stronger for it. The one that sticks out to me is, um, now who's the dummy. Yeah. Like, that's... So many good, like, mm. We're not, I'm not going to sit back here and just, like, rehash Dangle Podcast with No, you, no, but, no, no. But, guys, yeah. tell you what, if, if you know an episode is coming up where Hank and Bobby have to spend an extended period of time together, it's probably a good fucking episode. Because their hunting episode is also very fucking good. How to fire a rifle without really trying. Good hill hunting. Uh, Order of the Straight Arrow. Uh... Um, chasing just, Bobby. Chasing Bobby was a shit episode, but they had a lot of good moments in it between the two of them. Yeah, guys, I'm almost willing to say just kick Peggy out of the equation for most of these episodes. No, 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 I that's am. not. No. I am. You stop hating Peggy. I love Peggy, but goddamn, does she not need? Is not needed in a lot of these. Not for me to to still enjoy them at this level. Okay. Okay. Um, Rumpert. We got a first Rumpert. I'm pretty damn sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, nailing down our Texas, or our, our Heimlich County Triangle of uh, Geography. We got a rumper Oh, now. Rumpert. Make Let's a make rumpus. a rumpus. <laughs> Johnny opened a beer, guys. I was worried. Please have another beer. Um, we have a Boomhauer bastard on the bus, and at this point, I'm just willing to accept that this kid just goes to fucking Tom Landry. It's not a different one every time. Because they're just two this one. It's just the, I think there's three of them. I'm pretty sure we've seen like three very distinct bastards, but yeah. It's not fucking Garth on the bus, though. It's not Garth. Um, we get Monsignor Martinez. Yes. Uh, we don't really get a lot of him, though. He's just doing a shootout on the roof with two other guys. <laughs> right. But also, this could be a pro. It might be a pro. It probably is a pro, but I'll call it now. Hank looking at Lupin going... Is, is this, this show accurate? accurate? <laughs> Love that. Love that so fucking much. Well, I mean, what are you going to ask the little Mexican girl? Yeah. Um. Oh, I really quick, I'm going to be that dude and plug the Two Wizards episode of Mermaids. We talk about sirens. Kathy Bates talks about sirens. Go listen to Two Wizards Mermaids. It's a good episode. Um, And finally, uh, when he's getting frisked, and or when, so before Hank gets sexually assaulted... The, um, Officer Cooper. Yep. What the fuck is, um... Have you watched Twin Peaks? Yeah. What's the cop's name? It, it's Cooper, right? Maybe. Agent Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. It's Cooper. I'm like 90% sure. See, I know that dude from uh, Portlandia and from the Flintstones movie. Ah. Also, How I Met Your Mother, he's the captain. Yes. Yes. I just know I like him. Yeah, I like him too. No, I got no problem with him. I just... I. I couldn't think of the guy in Twin Peaks being named Cooper, but I know it's Agent Cooper, and I'm just freaking out. Um, no, but so she says, you're packing seven extra pounds. That could be stolen art. Johnny, Hank has stolen art. Yeah. That's a fun... I, I don't know if it's a callback. I'm going to say it's a callback. That's Why a fun little fucking callback. Why is he wearing the hat, Mark? I know Why it's not the same. is he wearing the hat, Johnny? But that could be the extra seven pounds. He's still rocking the Daniel Boone briefs. Yes. Daniel, did I say Daniel Boone? You did. I... Meant to say Davy Crockett or Jin Bowie. Yeah, but there's also Daniel Boone. David Boone. No. Daniel Boone? Daniel Boone. Yeah. Fuck me. He's also like a weird mountain man. Guys, Daniel we've Boone had more a than man. a few before we recorded this, so it may just sound like a clusterfuck, but... I don't even care. No, you know what? This is great. You know what? For anybody out there that thinks that Johnny and I don't fucking love each other and this show, 
Eat a dick. This episode is our antithesis of your point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hank has stolen art. How about you, buddy? Any more notes? No more notes. I could jump into my pros if you want. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I love how just, like, ruthless Peggy gets in the very beginning of this, where she straight up calls out the, the teacher oh, she yeah. has to replace of, who I suspect is a drunk. Right to her boss. Like, yeah. what the hell, But Peggy? then she does it again. She does it again when they're getting on the bus, yes. looking at the itinerary. She's and like, she where are we going to go? A tequila factory? And then she even, like... Okay, so I got to give this shout-out, I guess, just to Kathy and to Jimmy. Um, the subtitles picked it up. I've never heard this line before. But the subtitles pick up, it's a real shame about the drinking as she gets onto the bus yeah. and the door's closed. I never noticed that until today either. So, so in my mind... So Kathy and Jimmy is reading her copy of the script and shit. And then she ad-libs this line. They don't animate it, but they leave it in because we see Peggy's ass on the bus, like, getting into it. Yeah. It's gotta be an ad-lib. Gotta be, but a great ad-lib. Dude, Kathy and Jimmy, you get a gold fucking star for this. It's not quite a tour de force, but... you don't. Rocco's Modern Life got the gold whatever, but... Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, after that, I... I I love the look on Bobby's face, the fucking deadpan he gives... When Peggy accuses him of ratting her out. (laughs) He is sitting there with this like plate of, uh, it's like peanut butter and jelly or something. There's peanut butter and, I I don't know if it's peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese. But it's a sandwich. And then a hot dog. And a hot dog. And a third thing, yeah. I almost thought it was going to be a taco. But I'm like, Peggy, don't do that. I honestly thought Peggy was like, how do I expose this little girl to American culture? Yep. Grilled cheese, hot dog. Yep. Yeah. But his his just like deadpan face of I'm not even gonna dignify that with no, an answer. It couldn't be. The hills don't have leftovers. Bobby eats them all. They had tacos the night before. Yep. How do you know that bucket is extra yet? It's true. Um, I have written down here that Peggy must seem like a psychopath to the Mexican police. Holy shit! Yes. And I love that moment. Yeah. I love that moment. Um, and then it's a pro here. It's also a favorite moment for me. The translation of Peggy's speech in the end to the judge. Yeah. That is that is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. And it's the only way to take this seemingly very fucked up situation and make it funny. Once again, we have King of the Hill presenting very, very fucked up situations and making them hilarious. This is, hol- this is a great... Like... What is this guy's name? Dean Young. Dude, if this is really your first episode on this series, you came in and swung and hit for the fucking fence, and you hit it. So good. Like, it's... So good. Uh, I don't know how you pulled that ending out of your ass, but I, I, I'm i going to go with it, dude. Yeah. It's wonderful, wonderful. Pros from you, Mark. Pros from me. Actually, this should be a con. Well, it's a both. It's a prokin. A prokin. A prokin or a crow. I can't decide which yet. Um, Hank's truck rolling over to 1K. 1K? 1,000 miles. Okay. Right? 999, right? And it's going to roll okay. over. I didn't pay that much attention. I'm going to be real with you. Well, so I did. And, um, Johnny, you might remember last week was what makes Bobby run. Yeah. When he got that truck. Yeah. He's put 1,000 miles on a brand new fucking truck. Yeah. I don't know. Um... We'll talk about... How how far was it between there and when he picked up the truck, remember? It was, what, 40 miles? It doesn't matter. It's not a thousand... Okay. No, but I'm just saying, like, you can guarantee already that much right there. Because they were in... um, Not McManorbury. Where the fuck were they? 
Yeah, don't worry about it. No, you're right. Like, you, you can go quite Sorry, a different yeah. ways. I, oh, I no, live about like, 200 miles away from you. Yeah. So it would be... Five round trips to get yeah, a thousand miles. Two and a half. Yes. Yeah, no, but so, like, it's already a thousand miles in two episodes. I don't fucking buy that. Like, no way. I love Officer Cooper taunting Bill. and I love her taunting the guys in the alley and then taking her nightstick and jabbing Bill in the gut. Hmm? That's hmm? hilarious. Pursuant to that, Dale going, oh, what does he say? There's a police state in the alley. But before that, what does he call Hank? Something gorgeous? Yeah, like a uh, uh, citizen gorgeous. Citizen gorgeous. We now have a police state in the alley. <laughs> Dale has one jab. line in this episode, and it's a fantastic line. Another point to you, Dean Young. Um, And then finally, you kind of already touched this, but the faces. God damn. This is a great episode for faces. Um, One, one that stands out is when the butcher cuts the head off the chicken. Yeah. Dooley's face. Dooley. <laughs> Any shred of humanity that was left in goddamn Dooley is now gone. Yeah. Also, I need to point out, this is good Dooley. I yeah. love this Dooley. I well, tend to get mad at Dooley later on in the future, or I will, but right now, love this Dooley. Yeah, this is a Dooley on the edge. This might be his fucking breaking point. Sorry. <laughs> that chicken's the star. <laughs> My chicken's the star. <laughs> Um, Dooley what is, has, what is what is the line that he says to Peggy when they're getting on the bus? Because she says, "Say it in Espanol." Oh, he says, "I drank the water." Yeah, but then what? What does it translate to when he says when she says, "Say it in Espanol"? So like, it sh- it should be a. It's like you're a pig. Well, he, it should be a beber la agua, and he looks at her and says, "Tu es un puerco," which means you are a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "Very good." Um, uh, Bobby, you already called that one out. Bobby, when Peggy tries to like sell him out a little yep, bit. Yep. Yep. And then finally Hank in the, in the courtroom scene. And he's like, tell her, tell them in her own words and like looks at him. And it's such a weird angle shot for Hank's face to animate. Cause he looks kind of wonky. It's like first season Hank. He's got really thick glasses and like real jowly. And he's got like, um, almost concerned eyes. Yeah. 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 Like it's like a furrowed brow, like. Nope, I'm really serious. Yeah. Let her say it in her own words. But but point is, like, Hank looks really good in there. Like, fantastic. Season six, goddammit, guys, you better have locked down your faces. And they, they have. Like, they yeah. really, really have. Um, I can't do more pros. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gush too much. Um, no, you're good. Should we do some cons? The or, old... or, or, la negativo. La negativo. I have uno negativo, Mark. Oh, que bueno. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that it, maybe it's just because of who I am, where I live, where I've lived my entire life, but even I know that a carniceria is not a fucking carnival. <laughs> even Isn't I know that. Isn't a carnival or a carnival? I'm pretty like sure. Like carnival, eh? But like, I have gone to many carnicerias because usually they have way better fucking meat than, than like your average fucking butcher. Listeners, go to your Spanish markets. They got better Please. meat. And cheaper spices they do please support your spanish-owned businesses because we're not all racist pieces of shit here go, okay we're gonna go off on a thing go, That's go the to your tiendas guys tiendas are fucking what's up and go to asian markets for seafood they do better i yeah yes yeah. yes please do dude you can at most asian markets you can get an entire fucking octopus dude i can get goddamn dashi in asian markets you can't get that shit like oh no God. Uh, give me a con, buddy. You con. gotta have at least one. I have actually several. Number one, white pants. Wow, white pants on men. Hair Geiger's mm. wearing white pants. The pe- chicken peck. I get it. It needs to be white so that the blood cut like appears. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. 
Guys, White Pence on... Goddamn, I can't say it. White... I want to say Mike Pence on men. And I think I'm projecting. White Pants on men. No es bueno. Um... Why was that a con? That no, that was a What's pro. a con? Oh, nothing. I wrote the wrong fucking tab. That's what. Dooley's face at the butcher. That's uh, a, yep. That's a pro. Um, Hank's ass. Fakies. No, it's not. It's not all bulbousy. It is bulbousy. No. I will turn this episode back on. Turn it back on and tell me that that's a bulbous ass versus an actual pert man ass. Hank has the very pert man ass. It's maybe not... Just maybe my thing is, I'm not even trying to fight it. I want to say it's out of sequence, but it can't be because you just go about the truck. Right. It's not to I the, it's not to I the think, level. I think that um, Hank's maybe, backstory should have appeared later on in this season. Maybe. I don't know. To this one, it's not to the the obnoxious level where he's knocking things over and when he's turning around and picking something up. So, honestly, I think you and I can can chalk it up to... That's an hey, ass that can fire off the line. That's hey, the he's been he's been wearing for a while. He has his... His, like, I'm going to be sitting for hours ass. And then he has his everyday ass. Okay. Okay. So this is Hank's everyday ass. Yes. And fucking Officer Hansy doesn't feel the everyday ass? Uh, well, it's it's not as big. Doesn't everyday matter. Everyday ass is she, not as nearly okay. as obnoxious She's going to grip a fucking saline bag. Listeners of fake boobs, come to my apartment. Johnny and I are going to fill you up and... <laughs> Please, no, we're not really that masochistic. Wow. Chauvinist, not masochistic. Por que no los dos? Ba, 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 ba. Um, also, finally, um, when Peggy is detained in the Spanish or the Mexican prison, she calls Hank. She is wearing her Peggy clothes. And then Peggy gets arrested or gets detained by said officials. Oficiales. Oficiales. Mi malo. Me culpa. Uh, she gets detained or whatever, and she is in a red prison jumpsuit. How? Yeah, in a matter of like ten seconds. Like, as long as it takes Hank to walk into the bedroom from the kitchen, grab the her address book, and come back. Yeah. What? Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. She is no this... longer in her clothes. She's in a prison jumpsuit. She is fully like hands and foot cuffed. Well, she said those are chains. Yep. She's talked about getting cuffed. Uh, I I don't know. It's just. It... You know what? This is um, Nancy Boys when Dale is wearing the codpiece over his man thong. Like it's, it is. It's, it's whatever. It's whatever. I don't. Guys, be better about your animation. That's what I want. No, to know. no. We got faces, and you know what? I'm not a simp who over exerts myself for King of the. I don't know. But sorry, we didn't have Luann in this episode, so no, you're not a simp. <sighs> Kayla Triste. Mark, favorite moment. Favorite moments. Can I say the whole fucking episode? Yes. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say is that a spur chair is Kirda. <laughs> that or or the entire courtroom scene that's in mine as well holy shit Peggy's every second speech. every second speech. of that guys go if you're watching along with us if you're not i don't care cue this up on hulu and just watch the last five minutes I, if you oh i have another con i have one more con i'm sorry yeah i looked at you and said that's it that's all there is I wanted more of this episode, this, you guys. I was upset was when this short. episode ended. Like, I wanted more. I love this episode. Uh, favorite moments, Johnny? Um, Peggy's speech to the judge is a big one. And then um, you already named it. It's uh, uh, the officer. It's Kathy Bates just stabbing Bill with her nightstick. Come on, big boy. Huh? Huh? <laughs> like, I love how aggressive she is. 
It's so good. Yeah. Guys, I do not have a hard-on for Kathy Bates. She is not a, a traditionally beautiful woman, but she does something to me. Just her voice does something to me. She's got the voice of that sweet southern bell, and holy shit, is it amazing. Uh, so, Mark, before we get into it, uh, get into our ratings, I need you to explain it to the, the good folks here. We're going to do this in terms of nudity and movies. Starting with the bottom is Kathy Bates. No. no. <laughs> That's mean. I can't do that. No, don't do that. She's a goddamn treasure. No. Ay, ay, ay. Listeners, do yourselves a favor. Do not look up Kathy Bates NSFW. All right. Anyway, our rating system breaks down like this. At the very, 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 very bottom is Charcoal. It is a failure of an episode of television. It is a failure of an episode of King of the Hill. It is going to get soot under your boy's nails, and the only thing it's good for is getting pissed off at. Above Charcoal is our Megalo rating. Megalo is like a C-rank or a shameful, shameful bronze. It's not a good episode of King of the Hill, but you're going to watch it, because whatever, it's on and you're hungover and or high at 2 in the morning. Above that is butane butane is a bastard gas and a bastard of an episode you love to hate it and you hate to love it but it's got some good bits it's got some bad bits too but yeah at the end of the day you're glad to see it above that we're getting into some good territory here with our gold standard the char king now a char king is a fantastic episode of king of the hill you might even put it in the dock or the bracket of it's one of the best but it's not quite the best because there's just something in there that sticks in your craw kind of bothers you a little bit but 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 should Johnny and I both give it a uh, Char King rating, it becomes a Char King Imperial. Now, finally above that, our S rank. The best of the best. The episode that I have fucking been talking about, which I can't use as an example anymore because we're discussing aforementioned episode, in this one is the Blue Flame of Valor. And up until now, I've said it's a firefighting we will go or Lupe's Revenge. It is a fantastic episode of King of the Hill. It might be the best episodes of King of the Hill. Johnny, about a year ago when you and I started this, you predicted we were only going to get five blue flames of valor. Yeah. I am so happy to report that you and I have destroyed that fucking number, bud. Yes, we have. Oh, my God. I think we're each at six or more. Pert near, yeah. And you and I, we've... Like, we've agreed on about three or four of them. I think we call those the true flames of Valor, <laughs> the, right? the true flames. But, like, yeah, you, and we, but we also have... No, Rainbow own. Blazer. It's a Rainbow Blazer. It's the Rainbow Blazer, But yes. true flame of Valor is a better title, and I'm going to go back and cut that into the backlog. No, you're not. I'm not But it's it. fine. We can I might it do it. I might do it. I might remember. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the Blue Flame of Valor. It's a fantastic episode. And the only thing that makes this better than a Char King is that you can show this episode to anybody... And they will at least enjoy it, if not love it. So, Johnny, on a scale of charcoal to the blue flame of valor, what are you giving Lupe's Revenge? Uh, I gave it a Char King. Char King. It is a Char King of an episode for me. It is a wonderfully flawed, beautiful episode. It's uh, very farcical. The idea of, of accidentally smuggling somebody from Mexico into America and then back into Mexico is hilarious to me, especially in a post-Trump, let's build that wall era. Like, I absolutely adore this episode. It makes me so happy to watch. Peggy is a tour de fucking force in this episode. Yeah. It is, it is wonderful. I think that because Peggy is so intense... That is why this can't, for me personally, it's why it can't be a blue flame. 
Okay. Because I would not want to show this. Personally, I would not want to show this Peggy to someone as their first episode. And that's kind of my Blue Flame criteria. Could this be someone's first King of the Hill? So okay. because of that, I part of it is also because I don't want them to see this and then expect this level of Peggy out of everything else. Okay. I also want them to appreciate it. Like, I don't want this to be somebody's first because I want them to see a couple ahead of time and then go, holy shit, okay, let's get into it. And then watch this one to appreciate it more. Oh. But that's me. Johnny, you are breaking my heart. Ustez rompiendo mis corazón. Um, you're making me think. You're really making me think. Yeah? Yeah, this is what, our, like, probably 50th episode of this shit? Mm, this is technically, if we count our three-parters, this is probably 52. So, whatever. We're, 52, 52. We're past the big 48, right? Like, yeah. we're there, and I have been pledging this episode as a blue flame. You can still pledge it as a blue flame. But I can't. Yes, you right. can. No. Mark, it mm. doesn't have to be a blue flame for both of us. It can be one for you. You did not think that Kane Skredeberg was worth a blue flame, but I did. I know, but I've been plugging this episode as the blue flame standard tier. Or like... For you, it may be. I think it is, though. I don't think that you need Listeners, any fucking... Listeners, Mark is giving this a blue flame. I'm telling it because he's not going to do it if I don't say it for him. You're right. He's not gonna, but I'm trying to parse this out in my head just a bit here, so bear with me. Okay, to your point of uh, of bad Peggy Spanish, you don't need the context. We no. have the context. The context is established right fucking there in the first act. Yeah. With her horrible... Even the the pass them up to the front, it should be like passing Las Sus Papeles, and she says something totally different. She's just bad. First thing, guys, okay, I don't know, listeners, how many of you like have any like background in foundational Spanish? Any one of you probably gets all the dumb shit in this. I speak pretty solid Spanish, and I enjoy the dumbness of this shit. But we can get it out of that. We get that context out of that first little scene. Um, Hank's side story. The whole the whole side story is fantastic. Him hiding Officer Grabhass. From Peggy is fantastic. Like, I've bitched a lot about the guys being used stupidly. They are used fantastically. This is an expert mm-hmm. use of the guys. I don't even know if... Boomhauer has a singular line about, I like... Dale I maybe has one or two. Yeah, like, but every one of them is fantastic. Yep. You know, fuck it. Blue Flame of Valor. Hang on. What's Blue Flame of... Como se dice Blue Flame of Valor en Espanol? I give this the fucking Yama Azul de Valor. Yeah. Oh my god. I love this episode. This is a great episode. I want to watch this again. I don't even care about what we're watching next. I'm going to watch this episode again, and you can talk about your shitty next episode, and I'm just going to watch this one again and be happy, Mark. <laughs> like, fucking A, I love this episode. Um, Yeah, I got nothing else to say. Let's go ahead and jump into our next one. The Father, the Son, and the Jimmy fucking Carter's there for some reason. What do you think, buddy? All right, we got to get there, buddy. Any final thoughts about Lupe's Revenge? I feel weird now that we've crossed this bridge. Guys, it's wonderful. It's cathartic. This is is one of the high points of this series, and I didn't think that we were going to have to wait six seasons to get here, but six seasons in, and we hit a high point. Six seasons in, and we're still hitting high points. Yeah. But you know, like, dude, we just had Yankee Hanky. We just had the Exterminator. Like, oh, that's what it is. Okay, okay, okay. We got our, like, I think Bill might have been the first with Beer Can. Okay. 
you get a good episode out of everybody. You get one one good episode one per series. Episode. One perfect episode per per the series, right? Is this so, Peggy's perfect episode? I Mark? think this might be Peggy's perfect episode. Yeah. So you got beer can out of Bill. Um, Yankee hanky out of Hank. Yep. Ooh, this one out of Peggy. Firefighting We Will Go is a weird abstract. That's, that's no, a, that's, that's an ensemble. ensemble. That's an ensemble. That one doesn't count. That's but all is, the guys. It is the perfect ensemble yes, episode. That's all the guys, and that was, but that was season three. So yeah, because part of me wonders if like, are you going to tell me that Plastic White Female is the best Bobby episode? No, that's to sirloin with love. It is. Yeah, or the Amazing Jesus. <laughs> um. No. All right. Anyway, listeners, we will check back with in with you in a minute. Johnny and I are going to go watch some other stupid shit. I don't even care. (laughs) Heads up. I am not going to be this happy in 30 minutes. Love you guys. See you soon. More like 30 seconds. I last longer than that. All right. So this is episode 108, Mark. The Father, the Son, and the JC. Original air date, December 16, 2001. Written by Eaton Cohen. E-T-A-N. He is not one of the infamous Cohen brothers. Eaton Cohen? I don't even know a Cohen. Womp, womp. That's what Uh, I'm here for. So our wiki did not have a cast of characters. Of course not. Why would it? But you and I just watched this episode, so I'm going to let you know who I wrote down here. All right. I'll shout out any gaps in your thing. We've got Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Cotton, and Dee Dee Hill. Yep. Buck Strickland, G.H. Hill. We have a policeman. That, uh, that that definitely talks about Buck of the Drunk Tank. Mm-hmm. Bill Dotrieve, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Joe Jack, Enrique, Nefco, and one former president, Jimmy Carter. Point of order, I don't know his last name. I know we just watched this, but it's some weird fucking Middle European Polish thing. Yeah. Nefco is the guy's first name, not his last name. It is. He's got a wife too. We don't know the wife. He does, name. but she doesn't mention like she doesn't say well, anything. Well, yeah, no, but he, I also yeah. like they also mentioned it, and like I didn't even bother to write it down because like that's too many consonants with no vowels. We're it's, not doing it right. Well, and I definitely spelled his name phonetically to me so that I could pronounce it correctly. Yeah, because like it's spelled G with a G, N, yeah. and I spelled it with an N. Not even close to what we're after. Yeah, yeah. Um, so synopsis, Mark, Hank and Bobby build a habitat home for the Nefcos with Cotton and Jimmy Carter. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, so, A-story characters, Hank Cotton. Hank and Cotton, I think. Yeah, I mean, everybody else is there. And Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's A-story, I think. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's here on the A-story. I got a brother named Billy, and my teeth look silly. And he makes a lot of beer. Break it down now. <laughs> uh, get, get, get your notes, buddy. Uh, number one, this isn't our dear former president. Mayhap the best president America's had in the last 120 years. He's definitely the most fucking admirable. Like, the guy doesn't... He doesn't shit in anybody's cereal. That's the point. He wasn't a hawk. He wasn't, like, aggressive. He negotiated the Iranian peace conferences. He got Egypt to accept, like, Israel as, like, a state. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if you want to shit it's on Jimmy Carter... It's a high fucking bill, man. Like... If you want to shit on Jimmy Carter, go ahead and shit on Jimmy Carter. Malays find a forever, different podcast. The Simpsons. Get a different podcast than us for hey, it. We're, we're going to sit here and tell you that this 95-year-old man is a fucking treasure that helps humanity. Like, what the fuck else do you want from your country's leaders? Gave us peanut farm. We've talked about him before. I think we talked about him in Perils of Polling. We, kind of we may have. We were up on uh, the JCSD. Uh, he's about the only fucking elected official I've ever seen that takes himself out of the equation. You know? Yeah. Like, he, he took all of the profits, proceeds, or something to it from his peanut farm when he was in office and went, nope, I'm not a part of this industry. I'm not doing anything with this industry. I'm not trying to get kickbacks. 
Can can you even fathom that? No. Since you and I have been alive, I can't no. even imagine slick fucking Willie trying to do shit like that. He got his own kickbacks. He he did get his own kickbacks, but and like he got off on guys, it. shit on Jimmy Carter all you want, but don't do it to us because we're gonna sit here and tell you. Actually, get fucked. Don't shit on Jimmy Carter. It's not. It's fine to have a president who isn't aggressive. It's fine to have a president yes. that just cares about people. Like yeah, it's okay to have a fucking humanitarian that wants to just. <sighs> Make sure that people feel okay and still fucking does it into his goddamn 90s. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. Can I, can I just be weird for... Yeah. I got... Put 30 seconds on the clock, John. Got it. 30 seconds on now. Uh, I talk a lot of good shit about Bernie Sanders. Yep. Bernie Sanders is Jimmy Carter. They're like the same. They're different, whatever. Yes. But like... Even now into his... What is he? 70s? No, he's in his 80s now, I think. Sanders. Jimmy uh, Sanders? He's in his 80s. Yeah. yeah. In his 80s, and he's been, like, pushing the same shit for the last 40 years. Like, man, you you look at our politicians that flip-flop and so forth, and you get these guys that actually just believe in making humanity better. That's what we need more of. I'm done talking about it. No more politics out of me this episode. I apologize. You got any more notes, buddy? I have several. <clears throat> Draws like a pencil. Oh, I didn't. Oh, God, fired like a nail gun. Um... So go back to Hank's backstory when Peggy um, reports a fraudulent propane emergency in McManderberry. Yep. Do you think he fined her 50 bucks? I guess I do. Yes, I (laughs) absolutely fucking do. I bet he did. Um, um, Fuck, I can't read any of my notes. None of this is in English. Um, Good moment from Hank. Uh, Him sniffing the pine tree. I also love pine trees. I think I've told the story on this podcast where like... I'm allergic to pine. Yeah. Have I told that one? I think... I've heard it from you. Maybe not on this podcast. Refresher course. Listeners, I love Christmas. I love Christmas trees, but I'm crazy allergic to pine trees. So one morning I worked a mid-shift and went in at 10.30, but before I went into work, I went ahead and cut the bottom off my Christmas tree and set it up in my house, and I was all up in her piney underbushes. So I was a miserable, like, antihistamine-addled wreck, but I looked stoned as shit. So I roll into work, and my boss looks at me and goes, Buffalo, are you high? And I'm like, what? Well, you've got the weird bedroom eyes. You're all dreamy and shit. <laughs> well, Mark, Douglas does make a good fur. Douglas makes a good fur. No, they don't. Do, um... Yeah, they're fine, I guess. Evergreen? I... Guys, can I tell you that I'm really, really stoked that I don't have to fucking look at this shit anymore? Because I've lived in Colorado my whole goddamn life and there are more trees out there than fucking coniferous goddamn fur trees? You're going to Germany. Oh, Tannenbaum, homie. Oh, Tannenbaum. Like, they're there, but I don't have to look at Wait, you just live, first. Well, I guess actively, when this releases, you'll be in Germany. Yeah. How do we nail down the Dangle podcast timeline of when Johnny lived in Germany? Because <laughs> there's episodes before this one where you're, like, getting all horned up for Germany. And we're, like, you're recording in your place and I'm in the think hole. And, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Anyway. Guys, the timeline's fucking weird. Just go with it. Man. Our timeline is as fucked as King of the Hills, and that makes me feel really good about things. It's a weird moment of catharsis. Guys, season five and early season six is a weird moment for Dang Old Podcast. Just go with it. Just go with it, baby. It's like butt sex. It's going to be kind of weird in the beginning, but it's going to be all right in your end. Um, Poop comes out there, Mark. Not right now, it doesn't. We have another Buck being shitty episode, but Uh. I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. We just saw in Chase, or uh, the buck stops here, which I guess was like two months ago at this it's, point. The, at this point, with this episode, it's a driver. Because you see him very minimally, 
Yeah. And it's literally just to set up the episode. Yeah, because what? Buck gets like. a DUI or DWI and loses his license to do his community service. Yep. And that's our framing device. Yep. Um, yeah. But I'm not mad that it's a shitty Buck episode, so it's okay. Uh, Johnny, just for funsies, uh, in your dream house, like money's not an option, what would you have? In my dream house? Yeah, like say like you win the lottery tomorrow, or I win the lottery, and I'm like, I'm going to build you a house. What am I building in your house? Uh, uh, so I'm one floor only. Yeah. Absolutely no fucking stairs whatsoever. Because I'm a fat ass and I hate walking up and or downstairs. Johnny so, has been in the high hammock studio on the third floor for a week now, and I know it's killing him. I am dying, guys. I'm absolutely dying. Uh, so absolutely no steps. I would put a home theater in there. I would give myself my own sort of like 7.1 surround sound like streaming area where I could just play my video games in peace. Um, shit, dude. I'd build myself a fucking huge library. Ooh. Okay. Like a big fucking library. Okay. It would be obnoxious. Lots of big comfy chairs. Lots of big fucking comfy couches. I'd have about 900 fucking cats in my house. Really, if I win the lottery, Mark, I'm going to just go and open up a basically You're going to be a cat, cat rescue. I'm going to be a cat sanctuary. It's going to okay. happen. I fucking okay. love my cats. You know it. What about you, man? So what you're saying is it would be a cat party. It'd be a cat house. A better joke. Well, I like the frisky dingo joke. Uh, if it was me, um, I want... Uh, it, the mark of success for me is my bathroom. Mm. I don't care about the outside. I don't need a McMansion. I want a nice bathroom. I want a shower with more... Okay. I want to be able to take a shower and get wetter taking said shower than I would if I submerged myself in a bath. You want one of those fucking, like, rainforest showers, don't you? I want fucking five heads out of everywhere. Okay. I want one on my face. I want one on my back. I want one on my crack. I want one on my bussy. Like, give it all to me. But, but, I want a mini fridge in my shower. I've talked a lot about, yeah. I've talked a lot before about how I come down off a day by drinking a shower. But you saw me today grab a beer and jump in my shower and then we came out and started recording and shit. Prost to that. Yeah, buddy. Ja, wohl, Schatzi. I need to learn what fucking buddy is in German. It's not Freund, that's friend, but friend. I gotta figure it out. Anyway, yeah. uh, mine in pool cat. Um... <laughs> Mein Liebchen. Mein Liebchen. That's love. Yeah, but I love you. Uh, I love you. Um, no. Yeah, I'd have a really, really nice bathroom. I'd have a bidet. Why'd I'd... you have to go and ruin this by turning yourself into a woman, Mark? Well, because I want to... You know bi- my dad hates women. Well, I want a bidet, Johnny, so I guess that makes me a woman. Uh, no, nah, a nice bathroom. I want a fully... Wow, I am a woman in this one. I want a fully, like... I want a fucking eight-burner range on my stove. I want preposterous. I I need I need two ovens. Like, listeners, I want to make the tri. This is a Christmas episode. I want to make the trifecta of meats. Let me do a ham and turkey and one in a prime rib in the other oven. Like, yeah, dream houses. Oh, mm. but I bet I live in an apartment until I fucking die. Thanks, Biden, Obama, Bush, Trump, Trump, Clinton to a lesser extent. Really, this mostly all goes- Bush. Mostly Bush. You're no. a fucking bitch. No, no, Bush. no. This all goes back to fucking Reagan. Fuck you, Reagan. I know we said we weren't going to get a vibe, like, political, but fuck you, Ronald Reagan. Fuck being shitty. Dreamhouse, Dreamhouse. Okay, um, I, no, it's, this could almost be a pro, but it's not. It's a stupid, like, three levels deep gag of Nefco's shirt says sports champion. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. now, I like that because you'll notice, like, uh, for major sporting 
events in the U.S. when you have the two teams. So whoever doesn't lose gets sent over as aid to Africa. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you'll see a lot of kids rocking, like, Denver Broncos shirts. Or, like... <laughs> yeah, Denver Broncos Super Bowl Atlanta champions. Atlanta Falcons. Or, like... <laughs> they can't see you holding the beer in front of your mouth, Listeners, Mark. I did a Simpsons quote from, like, 20 years ago. I held the beer in my mouth and said, Atlanta Falcons. Um, But, like, it's the teams that don't win. I have a shirt... or. So, yeah, like, in, what, 1988, uh, North Korea was supposed to hold the Olympics, and they got it pulled because they're North Korea, but my mom worked at, uh, Denver Channel in, or, uh, De- try it again, a news channel in Denver, it's Channel 2 in Denver. Okay. And they got shipped both shirts for, like, or they got shipped, you know, promotional material for the Olympics upcoming, so I've got a North Korea olympic shirt nice shit like that but i like that nefco coming from a third world country in the eastern european just bloc, has sports champion just has sports champion it's just funny it's just a super deep cut joke that no one's gonna get unless you get it but that's grand um and finally i'm a little bit drunk and i just have this note my calves are fucking huge i was looking at my calves they're fu- johnny they are pretty excellent today like, god damn Guys, he doesn't have implants, I promise. Mark, no my silicone notes. in here, baby. Your notes, Johnny. I've only got two here. Okay. Uh, one of them is a musical note, because we do have a licensed song in here. We are doing the soundtracks. What is on our soundtrack this week? Uh, the House is a Rockin' by Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas native. We've already heard him in King of the Hill. We heard uh, Texas Flood in The Buck Stops here. Um, guys, I'm pretty sure I said it then, and I'm going to reiterate it now. Stevie Ray Vaughan may be the greatest fucking guitarist in history. Go back and listen to his stuff. He unfortunately passed away very unexpectedly. He was in a helicopter crash and or plane crash. Some sort of A helicopter is a plane. I'm sorry. What did you say? Flugzug. Okay, good enough. (laughs) It's the the German. I know what it is. Uh, he, he basically, he got onto a plane and he wasn't supposed to, and it ended up crashing and it should have not been him. It should have been the racist piece of shit that used to be part of cream. Eric Clapton. Um, is Eric Clapton racist? Uh, he's a giant piece of shit. Is that what it is? Is he racist? I know he's we're also mad at him, super but... anti-vax okay. and wrote a fucking protest song about it. I knew so about fuck that. fuck you, yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, have your free Okay, but White Room still fucking slaps either way. I do love White Room, but Prima's great, but that was 50 years ago, so 60 <sighs> years ago. Fuck, it was a long goddamn time ago. Guys, please go listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's weird blues guitar. It's very fucking Texan. It's very beautiful. Johnny and I are about to embark on our five-pound meat challenge, and I guarantee you, as we were cooking aforementioned five pounds of meat on my grill, we're going to listen to nothing but Stevie Ray. It's going to be amazing. Uh, if you want a real deep cut, turn on his song Riviera Paradise, because it's nothing like anything else he fucking did. And it's probably where he would have gone had he still stayed alive. God, he's a beautiful man. This is a weird moment for me. I really just generally hate American rock. Yeah. But you might might red pill me this week without even knowing it, buddy. Cheers to that, man. Cheers. If anybody can do it, it's Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, The other note I've got here, this is uh, officially the second president that, that Hank has met. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Hank Hill has met two sitting presidents. Man, is this getting Simpsons-y? No, because he doesn't meet any more. Well, he's not going to meet Obama. He's not, but he doesn't beat Slick Willie. Mm. He doesn't meet Reagan, which would be perfect for Hank to meet. 
It would have been more okay, ideal okay. for Hank to beat Reagan than it would be to have him meet Jimmy Carter. Hank meets the president. You're writing right now. This is 1990. We'll, we'll call this 2001. 2000. Well, I know, but we're going to say this 2003, right, for just our scope. Okay. You're writing the episode. What president does Hank meet? If he has to meet another one? Yeah. It's Reagan. Really? Yes. Okay. Reagan is the goddamn patron saint of the fucking Republican Party, dude. He's a giant piece of shit, and they all love him for it because he made him billions, trillions, well, the, quadrillions. The white folks up at the top got him. Yes. Oh, yeah. But they've all... Brain, not getting into it. Nope. Beep, beep. Yep, beep. Fucking beep. Mark, give me some pros. Uh, if I was going to have Hank meet a president, I'd have him either deck Nixon... <laughs> okay. No, I want Cotton to deck Nixon. Yep. I want Cotton to call Nixon a jerk for fucking uh, linebacker in Vietnam. Okay. Or I want... I give want the a, finger to Johnson? No. I want him to meet Gerald Ford. I want Gerald Ford to move in next door. Okay, that one where the... the what is it, The cowboy next door? Yep. I want that episode to end... With, oh, Hank, we're getting a new neighbor. <laughs> no more Big Willie Lane. We're getting Jerry Ford. And he's going to invite you over to watch watch football Hello and drink there, beer. Hank. Do you like football and beer and nachos? But the kicker is like, he likes the Bills or some shit. So Hank can't get along with them. I want, I want there to be a unified connected universe like the Marvel universe where we just have Jerry Ford showing up randomly in animated shows. He's in Futurama, isn't he? Offering people nachos. He is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, we'll track this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Give me pros, buddy. Pros, here we go. Shovel for Christmas. I love that bit at the table. Let's get him a shovel for Christmas. Um, I'm going to go practice digging holes on Bill's lawn. (laughs) I have that as my pro, too. Um, Just as the general pro, I love you, buddy. Right back at you. Because man. because you know what? We've been at listeners, we've been at this for like five hours at this point. Just watching King of the Hill and then recording the episode there and after, and man, I am having a great time. And Johnny, you're the fucking man. Pro for me for this episode. How did you trick me? You ain't bright. <laughs> Peggy taught me how. Peggy hating Ladybird. Oh, that's a pro for me. I know it's a pro for you. And finally, my like general pro of Jimmy Carter, just a good dude. How about you? He is just a good dude. I have practicing, practicing digging in Bill's yard. It's fucked up, but we all know that that's where it's going to happen. Oh yeah. Um, I have a note in here and you're going to have to remind me because I am a a little inebriated. We we were like 15, 20 something beers deep. Yeah, we're good. Um, Boomhauer shaking his head at one point. The guys are disgusted, and Boomhauer just shakes his head. And I thought it was a fun animation moment. I don't know. I have no idea. Listeners, you're going to have to remind me when you uh, you are rewatching and listening to said episode. Listeners, you need to be Johnny, and Johnny's going to be me, and you're going to remind Johnny slash me of Johnny slash him's thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love that this is the return of handshaking in the wedding photo. Holy like that's shit, a yes. really cool callback. Yes, it is. Like a really cool callback. It, um, did it make you stop and go? Wait, have we seen that before? But we've seen it before. We saw it in yeah. Old of the Hills. Yeah. No, but it took me a minute, and I honestly could have given it like this is just a season six like sight gag. No, fuck that. We're going back to season. It's I guess like you three. call it season three, like the end of it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the last pro I have in here is that Peggy has to differentiate. No, 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 Dee Dee. 
Cotton is the one that's cruel, not Hank. But I like that. I want to see the backdoor politics of Cotton and Dee Dee. Because Cotton is telling her how to think about it. Which you would never expect. No, because that's what gets me. I want to see that shit. I like that a lot. It must have really bugged him. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Really bugged him. Weirdly dynamic Cotton episode. It is. This might be the most human we've ever seen Cotton. Or he's actually hurt by something. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, give me some cons, buddy. That's what I got for pros. I got a couple. Number one, Dee Dee's gift of the weird, like, chibi porcelain angel. God damn, that's horrifying. Uh, don't ever buy me a fucking porcelain angel, John. Uh, there's a name for those, and they're, they're like, like Rundles or something. QP, uh, Precious Moments. No, the, the, the... Grundles? The, Did the, you say Grundle as in the <laughs> bit between your ass and your, or your butthole and your ball sack? That's not a Grundle, that's the fucking taint. It's a Grundle, fuck you. <laughs> no, 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 there's, it's, um... They make fun of it in, uh, in Bob's Burgers, they call them Grazieldas. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't but matter. But what's his face that fucking runs the New, the New England Patriots? He collects them. Belichick? Yes. Okay. Um, Buck will never promote you, Hank. Get fucked. It's never happening. You're an idiot. Okay, I started watching this, and, like, I flipped halfway through it. Well, I flipped, like, a quarter through it. And I was like, I don't remember this episode. Like, I just don't remember it. Um, And I was kind of pissed off because, like, oh, good. We get another fucking Hank clean up after Buck episode. But it's not that at all. No, it's not. No, not... It's a framing device, and that's neat to see. Yeah. So, while, like, yeah. while we're here, I'm just going to tell you the one con that I have, because it's tangential. Yeah. Buck is fucking awful. He's terrible. Buck is terrible. He gets a DWI and shirks all of his responsibility to Hank. And Buck is not a fucking redeemable character anymore. Uh, con. Ham on Christmas. Fuck you. It's Prime River. Get the fuck out. You can have Christmas at my house, Mark. My mom makes prime rib every year. I make prime rib every year. Except for this last year when I made turkey and was accused by my father-in-law of it being too moist. Damn you, Neil! Neil? No, Larry. Neil's my stepdad. <laughs> I'm drunk. Well, give me a damn you, Larry. Damn you, Larry! There we are. Um, and finally... <laughs> You gotta give me some props for remembering your fucking stepdad's name. I don't know your mom's name. Your Scotch-Korean stepdad. Listeners, my stepdad is Scotch-Korean. He stands a whopping six foot six. He's insane. It's weird. My mom's name is super easy to remember, Mark. She's a spider. Spider Gwen. Gwen? (laughs) You're not allowed to talk about my mother. We haven't had this discussion in like five years. Fuck you, you horny bastard. I used to want to fuck Johnny's mom. Number one, the poor Nievkos. Holy shit. Okay. Mm. You have this poor immigrant couple out of Eastern Bloc, insert European country here. Something, something is Stan. Stan. I reckon, yeah. Because this is still the, like, 2000s, 90s. Like, um, so they get a house. They have, they, they're, I guess they're living in this house. Yeah. An unfinished home. Poor motherfuckers. This dude is all horned up because he's in America. God bless America. He has the hills there. How come they're not at the hills house? Don't Doesn't matter. You can't have them there for plot reasons. Whatever. It just snowballs into the poor fucking Nyefkos. And I feel bad because I don't know their actual last name. But whatever. Poor Nyefkos. But my biggest con out of this whole deal is that nail gun at the end. Okay. You've used nail guns, yeah? Yeah. Have you ever been able to shoot one? Like, like, shoot it without having to push it on the something? The way something? that Cotton shoots? No. Do you know no. why? Why? 
All right, so on the nail gun, there's that, like, hitch mechanism, and you depress it, and then it fires. That's a safety catch. Okay. Because shit like Happy Gilmore really illustrated to us the dangers of an unsafety nail gun. Yes. There is no force on heaven or earth that would give, like, Cotton the ability to fucking fire that nail gun like that. And I know this is a nitpicky quibble, but I think it would have been funnier if he used Jimmy Carter's, like, ankle piece to shoot up the car. Yes. But, 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 you don't get that because he then says, oh, yeah, I like shoot, I love shooting a nail gun. And Hank goes, I love shooting a nail gun. Yep, they get it's that. It's running at, what, 178 PSI? I think 180. You need it. I don't care. Whatever. Go. Uh, well, we're to favorite moments, buddy. Give it to me, baby. I've got two. Okay. I'm not letting you shoot up my car. <laughs> now, and... now, did he tell you you could shoot up his car? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think I don't know how that has anything to do with. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, hated a baby. <laughs> hated a baby. Holy shit! I... <laughs> right? Okay. I don't remember this episode. I wasn't excited to watch this episode. But now you're glad you did, aren't you? I remember that line. That line stands out to me. Have we talked about who Jimmy Carter is? We say it was David Herman. We didn't. Hey, guys, it's David fucking Herman. God damn, it's David fucking Herman. Also, listeners, this is way past the point. Probably not even appropriate to bring it up, but Johnny, my wonderful fucking co-host, compatriot, my fucking, fucking ca, Bobby, like... He got me a cameo of David Herman congratulating the Dangle podcast, but he said my name, so I'm going to Peggy Hill this one and say that he was just talking to me. Yep. I love you, David Herman. Johnny loves you. We love you. If you ever want to, like, figure out a way to come hang out with us, god damn, we would love to have you. Um, I love you, David Herman. You're my favorite moment in this series, I think. Yeah. Um, but to that end, uh, Grandpa Hates Women... <laughs> yeah, that's a good moment. And then I like Cotton's, like, proposed destruction of the house. I like how he kind of goes through. Um, you'll notice right there, Johnny, on my front door, there's a little doorstop nubby. Yep. Just in case I open it too hard. <laughs> yep. Guess what doesn't have one in my bedroom? A fucking nubby. Because sometimes <laughs> I open that door too much when I'm a horny boy. How about you, buddy? Uh, well, are we done with favorite moments, bud? You got any more favorite moments? You got anything else to say? Anything else at I all? I mean, not too much. I think we can get to a rating here. Yeah. Um, I. What's up? I didn't give it a straight up rating because... I haven't rated I, it either. I thought I would get to a point here talking to you, but I, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to give this a buking. Yeah? I think it, it's a buking from me. Okay. I'm writing it down. It's, it's a thing. I, I'm going to say it's more than just a butane because I... It's a very specific episode okay. for a very specific time. You know, you want to watch this this one kind of around the holidays when you're dealing with family, especially difficult family. But this is it's a good episode. It's a good it's a weird cotton episode. It's like a first for a cotton episode where you actually see him be more than just a hateful piece of shit. Well, we got it in um next of Shin. Not as much as this. No, though. it's it's the same but different. Like yeah. we're starting to, to to get into fucking ogre layers of onion with a cotton here. I'm glad the cotton's an ogre. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely am because we're gonna get a lot of really good cotton. We 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 haven't even hit like our best cotton episode yet, which is a gentleman and a bobby. Oh, they're gonna say returning Japanese. No, that one is also fantastic, but it's not as good. Okay. But like, there's. 
like we're, we're we're peeling back layers of cotton here. There's a ridiculous fucking cameo that that is obviously not the real fucking president Jimmy Carter, but like this shouldn't work as well as it does. We we finally get to see. It's so dumb. We it's, hit every moment of this episode is Deus Ex Machina, and I don't give a shit. Right. At like all. We, we see Hank get his his fucking dream promotion and then lose it in three seconds. It's it's not it's definitely not a blue flame. Is this, this is a, not that level. Can I ask you what stops you from giving it a Char King? What stops me from giving it a Char King is we get single lines out of certain characters. Like? We only get one line out of Boomhauer. We get two out of Bill. We get two out of Dale. So? They need to be more involved in this for it to be higher. Okay, but why? Okay, but why? We're... We're not relying on the boys. We're not. We're not. I but bitch to me, so much about, especially lately, about Dale saving the episodes. Yeah, but I'm not saying Dale needs to save this. Right. I, you know, I don't know. Part of, part of this is that it's a themed episode. It's a Christmas episode. It is, but that because it's Are a you, Christmas okay. episode and because it's so like family focused, it. Like, I hate that it's all wrapped up in a nice little bow. Are you upset because we... Okay, listeners, our timeline is off. We had to recut an episode. Are you upset that we just cut a Christmas episode and now we're watching another Christmas? Because that kind of queered me a bit, but I'm not I'm not upset with it. It it's threw me off. It's just in the timeline. It, 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 yeah, like, personally, it threw you off it a bit. It threw me off, but this is a better episode than the one we just cut. Here, here! Is this the best fucking King of the Hill Christmas episode? It's not. Which one? Pretty not- Pretty Dresses. Fuck you, it's an unbearable blindness of laying, but that's a Hanukkah episode, so... We, can, we are allowed to not agree. Yes, yes we are. I don't know. I For me, it just doesn't quite hit Char King status. Okay. It's close, hence why it gets a Buking, but it's it doesn't hit that level. <laughs> hey, what's what's that home, homeboy's name? He's not a homo. Hey, no, homeboy. Hey, listeners, uh, real quick, I got to give a shout out to Nick Perry at uh, Nintari Wizard. Cheers to you, fucking Nick Perry. Cheers to you, Nick Perry. Holy shit. Johnny you, and I you are make about- this worth it. Johnny and I are about to embark on our meat challenge. We can't do five pounds of steak each because we can't fucking afford it. But we're about to eat five pounds of steak between the two of us. And he just asked us how many cows we eat a year, and I think we figured this answer out once, John. I, I think we may have. Anyway, rating. So what are you gonna? What are you coming down on it? As? It's I, I'm, it's a Buking man. Buking. Okay. Buking for me. How about you? I don't know. I'm torn, and I think like gun to my head. If I'm gonna put myself in the place of Nyefko being told to join the fucking army, okay, I'm gonna call it a fucking Char King. Okay. This is a really good episode. Like. Man, I forgot what a good episode this is. Like, but it's weird. It's real deus sexy. It's weird, like, I don't know. It's better than a butane. Okay. It, it'll never, there's no. No, it's not a butane. It's not a butane. But it's better than a buking, too. It's a fucking charking for me. It's a charking out of me. That's where I'm at. Johnny, it's a goddamn Christmas in what I think might be July or probably September miracle. Yeah? I don't know when this is going to drop. I don't know. Like,. Our, our, our system is so far off, listeners. We record these, like, in masses all at once, but no, fuck. This might be my favorite Christmas episode. And, yeah, I will say Blindness of Laying is a Hanukkah episode, but that's just because I love Gary Kasner so much. But 
I also wrote this just as a general note. I think when we finish, when we watch all of King of the Hill, I've been like denoting episodes that we need to rewatch. Yeah, this has got to be one of them. This is one of them for me. Yeah. This is a definite rewatch episode just to see where it stacks up against the grand theme of it all. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, I don't have anything else to say. I'm weirdly horned up. I don't know. Well, let's... Before you and I say anything that might put foot in said mouth, let's get out of here, buddy. But I got a question for you before we do. Hey, Mark. Yeah, buddy. You still like King of the Hill? It's a Christmas miracle, man, but I still really love King of the Hill. How about you, buddy? Hey, I love... King of the Hill. Goddamn right. You want to tell those good people where they can find us? Yes, I do. They can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter at at Dang Old Podcast. Wow, I lost myself there for a second. Do it again. They can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Dang Old Podcast. They can also email us at dangoldpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at KrautBallStream. That's Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in the Volga River. It is the largest river in Eastern Europe, where our good friend Miefko is probably from. Okay. How about you, Mark? Well, uh, you can find me at uh, MarkyStardust on Twitter, or, or if maybe you thought, hey, this Mark Jones cat is kind of charming, you can also find me on our sister podcast, The Two Wizards Podcast, where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of topics, ranging from the esoteric to the paranormal, to video games, or maybe regular show, or a three-part professional wrestling episode with my good buddy Johnny over here. Cheers to that. Come check us out. We're doing a lot of good work over there. And, um, yeah, let's get the hell out of here, buddy. I say so. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and you have a wonderful evening. We hope to see you next time. Good night, guys. We love you all, everyone. <laughs>